Kobe taught us to be better. Wake up every single day to get better today than you were yesterday. Whatever it takes. Better dreamer. Better waker. Better stretcher. Better walker. Better talker. Better walking, walking, talking the talk. Better blacker. Better sprinter. Better loser. Better winner. Just be better. Do the simple stuff right. Better form. Focus. Better friend, better fighter, better rider, better eater. Mm -hmm. Better leader, better generation, better nation. Just be better. Can you do that? Let's go. Back at it. Better player, better shooter, better scorer, better goat. Yep, better goat, better mentor, mm -hmm. better minor, major, mover, shaker. Better skater, better artist. Yeah, better teacher, better preacher, better believer, better first, better future, better hero, again, better hero, better mother, yeah, better father, better father, better father, better father, better father, better me, better you, better us. Mamba out. Better. Forever. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. You trash! You not hooping! <laughs> That's the grace. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are back to welcome to episode 80 of the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk. I am your man's Desiree L. Higgs Jr. Back one more time to give it to you absolutely raw and uncut. And this your man Black, one of your favorite sportsologists back in the building. So happy to be back, ready to get this talk. Let's do it. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Uh, wow. Me and Black had to take a little break last week, but we are back, man, for episode eight. We got a lot to talk about. I know, I know, I know. We should have been, been put out a Lakers coronation championship ceremony episode, but we're going to have to wait, guys. We are going to have to wait. So we're recording on this fine Sunday. It is 5.08 p.m. The Lakers and the Heat tip off at 7.30 for game six of the NBA Finals. And that's all I'm going to say with that right now. But like Black said, man, we are so happy to be back. Lots to talk about today. We're going to, of course, talk about everything that's went on uh, in the NBA Finals thus far. We missed a couple topics last week that we're going to revisit. We're going to talk Kyrie Irving's comments, whether they were directed at LeBron James or not. Uh, we're going to talk Doc Rivers, new head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. Lots and lots and lots of things happened in the college football world on yesterday. We're also going to talk the NFL, talk about the scores. Uh, that went down uh, today. We're going to talk about the COVID outbreak throughout the league, and uh, we're going to get into some other news and do your favorite segments that you love and love to hear. So, Black Man, how you doing? Doing good, man. Uh, happy to be back here, bro. Yes, sir. Uh, excited about what we about to get into, man. We missed last week. I'm excited to be back. Yes, sir. Energy is in the building. Absolutely. Blood is flowing. I'm yes, ready sir. to get to it. Absolutely. So, Black, before we get going, man, I got a little question, man. I want to get your thoughts on something. 
So the NFL did their top 100 players last year. I mean, you had a conversation after they announced Lamar Jackson being the number one player uh, with uh, on last season, everything that he did. And I told you I still felt that Patrick Mahomes was the best player in the NFL. You know, even though Lamar had an amazing season and it all were all video game season, man, I still felt like Pat Mahomes should have been number one on that list. And then a couple weeks ago on Monday Night Football, these two teams played Mahomes versus uh, Jackson. This, this this tends to could potentially be the next Tom Brady, could be the next Peyton Manning big time rivalry in the NFL. But right now, Patrick Mahomes, I believe, is three and zero on Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has yet to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, he's done a lot of other things, but he ain't beat the Chiefs yet. So, Black, I want to ask you. Is the gap really that close between Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, or is it much wider than we're even talking about between the two quarterbacks? Um, when it, I'm gonna say, when it comes to winning, there's there's a significant significant gap there. Uh-huh. When it comes to uh, the type of players they are, I think it's uh, I, I don't think it's that far off. Mm-hmm. But um, I, it's just something about. It's just something about uh, Pat Mahomes when he played against Lamar, bringing the best out of him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lamar has got the worst, worst of the uh, worst of the matchup. Mm-hmm. And uh, they last matchup, he he didn't look good at all. But um, you're you're seeing the difference in uh, where Pat Mahomes is in his career mm-hmm. and what Lamar is trying to get to. Mm-hmm. It's gonna it's it seems like it's gonna take. It's going to take Lamar some time, some a little more time. The more and more he's on the field, the more and more he works on his craft off the field. But Pat Mahomes seemed like he was born for this. Mm-hmm. He was born to do this. Not to say he, don't, he doesn't work at his craft, which I believe he does, but he had time to sit behind and watch and learn, you know, from, from Alex Smith and guys, you know, learn offenses, learn how to carry himself in the locker room, learn how to take control of a uh, of the huddle of his teammates, when you see Lamar on the field, he's either barking or telling some people what they need to be doing instead of being that leader, that silent leader like uh, like Pat Mahomes is. But I say that's the difference between them is is the winning. The winning is 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 a big gap there when it comes to winning and when it comes to uh, putting your name and letting it be known that I'm that guy. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go a different direction here. I'm not giving uh, Lamar Jackson any type of passes um, due to his accomplishments thus far uh, in the NFL. This is a unanimous, I believe, MVP. The Baltimore Ravens went 14-2 and last year, number one overall seed in the AFC. The year before that, he also went to the playoffs. He's had two home playoff games, and he's lost both of those games. Um, he's openly come out and said that he overlooked the Tennessee Titans. He felt like him and his team overlooked them. That's what he said when they lost after the game. He's also come out this year and has played fantastic. But then he goes up against the Kansas City, the Kansas City Chiefs, and he lays an egg. And there's a huge difference between Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson right now. Do I see Lamar Jackson winning the Super Bowl, winning a couple of more MVPs, being a dynamic force for his career? Absolutely, I do. But there's one thing that I see in Patrick Mahomes, that I've seen in Tom Brady, that I've seen in LeBron James, that I've seen in Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. You want to know what that is? Killer mentality. You won't beat me today. When everything is on the line, Pat Mahomes has showed us you're not winning. And I would argue anyone 
that the Chiefs should be back-to-back Super Bowl champions. You want to know why I think that? Because they didn't even touch the ball in overtime in the AFC Championship game the year before when they lost to the New England Patriots. They didn't touch it. And you know, like I know, Black, if Mahomes would have touched that rock in the AFC Championship game in overtime, who would have won that game? The Kansas City Chiefs, (laughs) more than likely. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, he's young, but so is Pat Mahomes. Lamar Jackson got an MVP. Mahomes got an MVP. But until Lamar Jackson can adopt the killer mentality, it's one thing to be athletic. It's one thing to do things superiorly better than others, especially athletically. He's proven that he can throw the ball deep. He's proven that he can break away. He's proven he can do all these things. But he has yet to prove in his young career, and I'm not going to hold this against him. I'm not. But he has yet to prove when the stakes are high and the adversity is thick, he hasn't broke through. Patrick Mahomes, he's done that on multiple occasions. And that's what I believe the difference between the two. Now, is the gap that large? I'm not going to say it's large, but I'm going to be real. I think it's still significant between Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. And I think we saw that two weeks ago on Monday Night Football. All right, man. So we're going to roll into your favorite segments of the show. Let's go ahead and get into our star bench orc. You're listening to the sports show. Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on, man. All right, all right, all right. Let's go ahead and get into our start bench or cut. Now, Black, I'm going to switch it up on you this week. You're not going to see this one coming. So I'm about to send something to Black's phone right now. Black doesn't even know, and I'm going to give him maybe one minute to make this decision. So this week, we're going to do something different. I'm going to name nine young NBA players. And Black can only keep three of these gentlemen. Only three. The other six got to go. So here are the nine competitors. Donovan Mitchell, Ben Simmons. Um, uh, I'm having a brain fart. Bam out of Bayou. Devin Booker. Trey Young. Brandon Ingram. Ja Morant. Zion Williamson. And the young upstart Celtic guard, Jason Tatum. So mm. Black. Out of these nine players, what three are you keeping? And what six are you not even going to bother to call, man? Talk to me, Black. Rapid fire, baby. Okay, the first one, I'm going to keep Devin Booker. Mm, gotcha. Second, I'm going to take mm. John Morant. Okay. And okay. the third person, I'm going to mm. take my, my, my. <laughs> I'm going to roll with Jason Tatum. Okay. So you're going Tatum, Morant, and Booker. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pretty good three. I, I can't be uh be mad at you there. Uh for me, hmm. I'm also gonna go book. Gotta bring book with me. I'm gonna take Jason Tatum as well. And it's between Mitchell and B.I. for me, because I believe Brandon Ingram hasn't even sniffed his potential. I'm going to go Brandon Ingram. Mm. I'm going to go Brandon Ingram. I'm going to take B.I., Tatum, and Booker. 
those are going to be my three guys and everybody else, you know, good luck uh, in your respective new places. So we want to hear from y'all, man, out of these nine players, Donovan Mitchell, Ben Simmons, Trey Young, uh, Bam out of Bayou, uh, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, Brandon Ingram, John Morant, and Zion Williamson. Out of those nine, what three are you guys uh, keeping? So we would love, love, love to hear what you guys have. All right, man, so we're gonna, let's go ahead and switch into our sound of the week, man. And, and, and I hate to bring this up at this time. I know, we're, no, no, I know it's during the NBA Finals, but Black, Stephen A. Smith pissed me off, man. Mm, he pissed me off, Black. And, and I just couldn't, I just can't let this go, man. I just can't let this go what he said. So I'm going to play the sound of the week, then we're going to set it up, and then we're going to talk about it. Here we go. Errors matter. And what I find most egregious, most blasphemous about Isaiah Thomas's statement is that he ignores the error he was playing in as far as I'm concerned. It was very physical. It was very volatile. It, it, it was an error made for the Kendrick Perkins of the world, for crying out loud. I'm talking about banging bodies, Jordan rules, people getting assaulted and only getting caught for a foul. You know, having a foul called against the person that assaulted them, as opposed to the day where you could get ejected for having bad breath. I'm and, and LeBron James at 6'9", 260 pounds, is playing in the softest era we have ever seen in NBA basketball. The fact that Isaiah Thomas ignores that is beyond me. Floors y'all. All right, so the great Stephen A. Smith, who we love hearing, y'all hear him each and every week on the opening of our show. He says that LeBron James can't be the GOAT. He says that LeBron James can't be considered to be the greatest of all time. And this is because he played in, he's playing and has played in the softest era in basketball history. This is what Stephen A. is saying that LeBron James, uh, this is why he's saying LeBron James can't qualify to be the GOAT. Now, Black, could you let me know how you feel about that notion of LeBron James not even being eligible to be the GOAT because he's playing in a quote, unquote, soft era, Black? Um, D, me personally, man. I think it's just old school player talk, man. Mm -hmm. These old school players, man, just love Jordan so much. They're yeah. so blind by the greatness of Michael Jordan that yeah. they don't want to see any anyone else be great. And maybe rightfully so because of what they saw. Maybe. But to say that LeBron James didn't play in a tough era, uh -huh. that is bullshit. I'm sorry. Thank you, Ron Artest, for coming out and say, uh, LeBron James has played in a tough era of basketball. He played in my era. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Ron Artest, for letting it be known. Mm -hmm. Be known. Mm -hmm. Because, Stephen A., you're a liar. Mm. You are a liar. You got on first take and you lied. Mm. He lied. Isaiah Thomas told the truth and you mm -hmm. lied. He lied. LeBron James is built. To play in any era of basketball. Yes, sir. Any era. Yes, sir. He would have fit in the 90s. Mm -hmm. He would have fit, he would have fit in, 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 in the what the 2000s. Mm -hmm. And then the two eras after that, the, the 80s, two decades after all that, that, all that. Mm -hmm. He would have fit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And who's to say if he was in the 90s, who's to say Michael Jordan would have six rings? Hmm. Hmm. Who's to say? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> but we're gonna we're not gonna go there. No, I just wanted to throw today. that out there, D. Not today. But Stephen A, come on, man. 
Like, give this man his roses. Y'all stop doing this, man. It's crazy. I'm sick of hearing this week in and week out. It's crazy. It's always something negative about LeBron James, about what he does. Mm -hmm. Y'all stop it, man. Let the man be great. Mm -hmm. Y'all let Jordan be great. Let him be great. There's nothing wrong with allowing him to be great. Mm -hmm. Stephen A., you're my man, but you're wrong. Absolutely. <clears throat> Look, man, Stephen A's a smart man. He gets paid millions of dollars to talk on ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN Radio, ESPN Dos Santos, ESPN8, <laughs> is the Stephen A. Smith Show. He gets paid millions of millions of dollars to sit here and talk to y'all. But that is the most asinine, ridiculous statement that I have ever heard. Of why a player like LeBron James cannot even be considered the GOAT. So, Stephen A., if you just so happen to hear this, you mean to tell me that a six foot nine, 267 pound freight train, who's the greatest driver of the basketball that we ever seen, who's a top three passer of the basketball? I'm talking about Stockton, Magic Johnson, LeBron James as far as passing the basketball, and an IQ of the sport that we have never or probably rarely have ever seen in LeBron James. And oh yeah, by the way, the man is again 6'9", 260. So you mean to tell me that he's just going to get pushed around? Michael Jordan was 6'6", 215. Mm. He was 6'6", 215. So you mean LeBron would have got pushed around? He would have got his head knocked off and he wouldn't have came back and yammed on somebody? <laughs> That's not a possibility? You don't think his quickness and his speed would have blew by a Rick Mahorn? <laughs> a Bill and Beer? You don't think LeBron would have been able to do those things? <laughs> I mean, tell me a player back in the 80s, back in the 90s, hell, in the decade LeBron, tell me a player who has been able to do anything with him. I got an answer for you. Nobody. <laughs> So, Steven, and Black is right. A bunch of you old school heads, all you old heads out there who love Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. Okay, I feel you, man. Jordan is a universal, universal, arguably the greatest ever. I'm not debating or arguing that any longer. I am sick and tired of y'all finding the most lamest reasons to say that LeBron James can't be the GOAT. And Stephen A., you done it this time, buddy. You done it. You basically said a six foot nine, two hundred sixty pound, greatest passer of the basketball, greatest DNA and IQ basketball history can't play in any era. Cut it out. Mm. This is absolutely egregious. My sister is crazy. My sister is peeking in <laughs> while we're recording the show. So yeah, so we, I just, I just had to, I, we, we just had to address that, man. We just had to get hey, that off. You want to know something? I'm sitting here thinking of players, sure. man, back in those days, sure. And you know, uh, you know who I see LeBron being, but kind of up, it, but upgraded, super, like super, uh. How, who can we say? Not Super Mario. Just uh, Super Saiyan. Yeah, just just one of those guys. I can see him being an upgraded Moses Malone. Just imagine if Moses Malone had a jumper and yeah, was George assisting. Yeah. 
Just yeah. just imagine if Moses Malone just wanted that player that had his back to the basket. Yeah. What if he had a shot? He can assist it. Yeah. And Moses Malone was good for getting to the cup. And just who does that well? LeBron, LeBron James. James. LeBron James, the greatest pusher of the basketball that we ever seen. <laughs> the greatest we ever seen. Let's not. LeBron James. Le- LeBron James. Yeah, man. So cut it out, man. Let's find let's find some more valid discussions to say why LeBron is the GOAT. Not because he's playing in the softest area in basketball. And I beg to differ. Was Kevin Garnett soft? Was mm-hmm. Ben Wallace soft? Was Rasheed mm-hmm. Wallace soft? Was Ron Artez soft? Was Rajon Rondo soft? I mean, we're forgetting a lot of people, but I don't think either of those guys are soft. Bruce Bowen, was he soft? Was Kobe mm-hmm. Bryant soft? I'm just saying. Mm-mm. I'm just saying. Okay. So, yeah. So, enough of that. We just had to kind of address that. All right, man. Let's swing it over to our top five. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. <laughs> All right, man. So this top five, this is going to be a good one, man. I stumbled across this. I'm like, man, I can't believe me and Black ain't even think, ever think to do this, man. This probably would have been one of the first ones we probably would have ever did if we would have been <laughs> thinking straight. But here we are now. So this week, our top five is based on me and Black's most hated athletes. Any sport, any era, doesn't matter. Hated athletes. So, Black, talk to me, man. Give me your top five most hated athletes ever. All right, man. At number five. And I actually like this guy. Okay. But he gets a lot of hate. Terrell Owens. Yeah. Wide receiver. San Francisco 49ers. Buffalo Bills. Um, Cowboys. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Cowboys. Yeah. Number four. Uh, D loves this guy. I mean, loves him. But I hate him personally. I just start gaining a little more respect for him now. And I'm older and a little, uh, you know, a little wiser. But back then, I really didn't have much respect for him. I didn't like him. Floyd Mayweather Jr. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My man. <laughs> Floyd, May- <laughs> Floyd Mayweather Jr. Yeah, yeah. And that, at number three, Iron Mike Tyson. Man, everything Mike's been through from, you know, being the youngest champ, all the rape allegations, all the allegations, uh, all, the allegations. I, all, all that. Okay, all the allegations. I'm sorry, all the allegations. The uh, the biting of um, Evander Holyfield ears. Uh, just just everything, man. People just love to throw his name in the dirt. Yeah. And then that number two, uh, I could say one of the most hated athletes on planet Earth, Mr. O.J. Simpson. <laughs> Mr. O.J. Simpson. The world knows what O.J. was, what O.J. went through. So we're not even going to talk about that. And then at number one, I have LeBron James. Wow, you think he's the most hated athlete? I feel like he's the most hated athlete in the world. We hear it every single day. Every single day. Sports radio, from friends, from the media. We hear it every single day. Why Why did he do this? Why did he do that? Just yeah. negativity all around the board. Absolutely. LeBron James is the most that. hated athlete in the world. I can see that. Well, Black, I'm going to get a little personal with my list. I absolutely despise all of these people. (laughs) Personally, they make me sick and my stomach turns just to say their names. So I'm going to go a little personal on you. At number five, I have Kobe Covington. 
Every time he opens his mouth, I wish I was Anderson Silva or somebody like that where I can punch his teeth and he make him swallow him down his throat. Just an absolute imbecile. Great fighter, but an imbecile of a human being. Number four, take it to the wrestling ring. JBL. John, <laughs> John Bradshaw Layfield. I hated JBL. He just, oh my God, he was that absolute worst. John Bradshaw Layfield. At number three, I'm going to take it back in the day, man, in college basketball. Tyler Hansborough that played for the <laughs> University of North Carolina. They swore to God Hansborough was the second coming of Michael Jordan when he was at North Carolina. They swore up and down, up and down that he was the greatest, but he wasn't. At number two, I mean, I know a lot of people who love this man. I mean, and deep down inside, I really don't hate the guy. But I do hate how he's celebrated as an athlete. And that's Timothy Tebow. <laughs> y'all be talking like Tebow like he was Joe Montana. Like he was like, yeah, yeah. Why? I mean, look, he ain't the greatest college football quarter. He ain't. It's a lot of people who were better than him. He would just celebrate like he was the president of the United States. <laughs> and at number one overall, I have anybody. Who's ever worn a Philadelphia Eagles jersey? <laughs> if you play for the Eagles at any point in time, I hate you. I hate your guts. <laughs> so that is my top five list. Okay. All right, man. So we're going to transition <laughs> transition into our tweet of the week, man. That was fun, man. I almost hate athletes. But before we transition, hey, y'all let us know. Y'all let us know. Who do you hate? Who just makes your skin crawl? Who makes your stomach turn? Please hit us up Twitter, Instagram, Texas, whatever. Let us know what you got going on. All right, man, here we go. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What are we getting into? Our tweet of the week. Sorry, my bad. Had a brain fart. Had a brain fart there. So we got my man's Shay Jackson. All right, he is the son of the legendary Ice Cube, notorious Laker fan, represents the Lakers through and through. And Mr. O'Shea, he tweeted this this morning at 1.57 a.m. He says, a Laker fan, with all due respect to the Miami Heat, when we pull this off, I promise you, I will go on every sports show I can, all of them, and remind them how disrespected they tried the Los Angeles Lakers. So I need all of you to do me a favor. Send me all the receipts, every clip. Let me know everything that was said by the experts so I can let them know and throw it in their faces. Shout out to Shea Jackson, again, the legendary son of Ice Cube, real Laker fan. Y'all might have seen him on Straight Outta Compton and different movies like that, man. So shout out to that brother there, man. So I just wanted to kind of throw that out there, man, before we really get busy, man. Oh, yeah, by the way, uh, shout out to Freddie Ricks, man. B-A-B-N coming soon, man. Y'all are so what I'm saying. All right. All right, man. I've been waiting. Let's get into it. I mean, on, under circumstances, you know, it could have been another type of show. But hey, me and Black are here anyway. Let's get it. Yeah. 
Maybach music. All right, all right. And of course, and of course, and of course, before we do our thing, we must play one of the greatest drops of all time and show our absolute respect by one of the goats of this world. Los Angeles, home of the greatest franchise in sports, the LA Lakers, and the home of the greatest athlete in the world today, LeBron James, the King. Woo! Woo! Lakers! Yes, sir, Lakers. Lakers, Los Angeles Lakers. Let's do this. LeBron James. Le LeBron James. All right, Black. It's Sunday. It is 5.34 p.m. Me and you and the whole Laker faithful, the whole LeBron James support world are a couple hours away, man, for giving this thing another try. Game six of the NBA Finals is set to take place here shortly. But before we do that, we must backtrack and revisit uh, not all of the last five games, but um, just the overall thoughts on the series. We haven't been able to talk to y'all, but uh, you know, we just want to get caught up uh with the NBA Finals. So, Black, the Los Angeles Lakers, they lead the series three games to two. Game six tonight, Sunday, seven thirty. Black, just what's your overall thought? Well, you know what? Let's not do overall. Let's just go back to Game Five. Let's go back to Game Five. That's the most recent and most important thing. What are your thoughts, man? During and after Game Five. Uh, D, to be honest with you, man, I was pissed. Mm. I was pissed. Mm. I think I can speak for you as well. Absolutely. Uh, man, a lot of up and downs in this game, man. A lot of ups and downs. Uh, coaching, Frankie V, we had to call the police on you again. Come to the decisions you were making. Uh, LeBron, I seen some stuff, man. I feel like you could have took that shot or been aggressive to get to the cup and got fouled. But you made a great pass. Uh, Danny Green, it's tough, man. You missed a shot. Uh, Fred said it, uh, four for 22 in the finals, shooting the ball. You know, uh, it's just a lot in that game, man. Um, shout out to, to Jimmy Butler, man. <sighs> Played the whole game except 45 seconds. That's crazy. amazing, man. Looking at the man in the in, uh, after the game, he couldn't even walk off the set, yeah. man. And yeah. he just putting his all into this. So shout out to him, man. And shout out. To the Miami Heat for putting some, they putting pressure on the Lakers, man. For they sure. putting pressure on them. For sure. Um, just man, I want to win it. I want to win it, D. I, I, I'm tired of talking about. I don't want to talk about the horrible game five. I know we have to, but I just, I just want to win. Yeah. I just want to win, D. Like Anthony Davis, I understand you work. You dealing with the hill, but stay on your feet, brother. Stay mm. on your feet, brother. There's no reason for you to always be on the ground. As soon as I cut the TV on you to on watch Game Five, you was getting up off the floor. <laughs> Why is that? You're almost a seven footer, and you're getting up off the floor. <laughs> if I was getting up so much off the floor, my heel would hurt too. <laughs> but oh. overall, man, Game Five, man, Miami can't. They came to play. Um. Uh, I hate that we had to lose, man. That was a closeout game. I wanted them to get them out the way. But uh, not a, uh, it wasn't a great night, but it was a hell of a basketball game. That's all I can say about it. Uh, it's, it's some adjustments need to be made moving forward. But uh, game five, hell of a basketball game. Uh, looking forward to game six. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh. 
So I'm with Black. I mean, everything that he just said is is is, is most of the things that I'd be feeling. But I have two. I have two bones to pick uh, about Game Five. Number one, and Black, I'm going to admit something to you, man. I'm going to admit something that I didn't tell you. I'm going to admit something to you, man. That you know, I was feeling this way the whole time, man. When I got on Twitter, man, and the Los Angeles Lakers made the announcement that they were switching to the Black Mamba uniforms to potentially close out the Miami Heat on Game 5, I instantly became worried. You want to know why, Black? I felt like the Lakers put unnecessary pressure on themselves to wear those uniforms, they're undefeated in them, to win a championship, to like really, really go hard for Kobe and win the ring in those uniforms. And I felt like that pressure was unnecessary for the Lakers. Mm. I was uneasy the whole time. The whole time, the whole game, because I was like, man, we're not playing well. These guys are not in sync. The only one that was fully engaged and fully locked in from tip was LeBron James. The rest of our team wasn't. Nobody. Rondo played su- surprisingly bad in this game. Two points, six turnovers. Danny Green struggled. Kuzma struggled. Anthony Davis had an ugly 28. It was 28, but it was ugly. No impact plays from AD. None. You know, it was just a lot going on. I'm like, man, it's just not looking good. And my second bone to pick is Duncan Robinson. (laughs) Yeah, this man scored 30 points, seven three-pointers. The boy, I ain't going to disrespect him. The young man looks like he should be making pizza at Papa John's. He looks like he should be installing cable for AT&T. He looks like he is a young and upcoming pop star. That's how Duncan Robinson looks. But instead, he was pulling up, dropping 30 on the Los Angeles Lakers in a closeout game. Now, Black, if Duncan Robinson does get 30, what happens, Black? We win a championship. So that's my bone with Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson is driving to the hole repeatedly getting calls that LeBron James doesn't even get. This man has to be stopped. Now that's my biggest beef with game five was Duncan Robinson. Now I know one thing, Black. I know one thing tonight. <laughs> if Duncan Robinson scores anything over 20 points, me and you, we're going to Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> and we need to go talk to a couple folks. Frankie V. <laughs> what you got going on, man? Why was Contavious Caldwell Pope not in the game in the fourth quarter? <laughs> you put him in and you see what happened, didn't you, Frankie V? He hit a layup and he hit a three to put the Lakers up one. But no, we got Daniel Green and Kyle Kuzma who combined for a lowly three for 12. And does that help a 40-point effort from LeBron James? Nope. It does not. It sends us home with a loss, 111 to 108, getting ready for a godforsaken game six. Black, I did not want to be here for prepping for a game six. I wanted to have my crown on my head, enjoying a wholesome dinner, watching a little 90-day fiancé with the wife. 
But am I doing that tonight, Black? No, man. No, we're not. <sighs> and last but not least, I heard you, Black. I feel you. A lot of people feel like LeBron James should have took the last shot and, 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 and put it on his shoulders to win the game. I, you know what? Okay. This ain't for you, Black. These are for the idiots who feel like LeBron James, when he drove to the hole, got five Miami Heat players on him, and he kicks it out to Daniel Green, who was open 30 feet. There was nobody around. He shoots it, and Black, what does he do? He misses. No, no, he don't only just miss Black. <laughs> he missed terribly. He air balls. He gl- it, the ball just touched the front of the net. <laughs> now, the Lakers pay you $15 million, Daniel. They pay you $15 million to do two things. And Black, you know what those two things were that they asked Green to do? Defense and shoot. Thank you. <laughs> and you did none of those for us, Daniel. But I'm, I'm going to stop there. Because Danny Green, I want you to know, if you just so happen to hear us before tip-off, I love you, man. Because whether I like it or not, I need you, brother. We all need you in L.A. <clears throat> we all need you. So that's my gif for game five. Now, Black, do the Lakers win a championship in game six? I want to know. Yes. Black, do the Los Angeles Lakers win the NBA title after game six? Yes, they do. You want to know why they're going to win the championship, Black? You want to know why? It's a lot of reasons why. Well, you know the main reason? I know the main reason. LeBron James. LeBron James. Y'all think, this is, this is, one second, please, Black, just one second. (laughs) LeBron gave you 40, 12 and 9. Do you don't you don't think that he went in there after the game and said what he needed to say? Anthony Marshawn Davis, you need to Anthony Marshawn Davis Jr., you need to get up off the floor. <laughs> I hope, I hope, and I pray that Anthony Davis asserts himself tonight so that LeBron James don't have to score 40 points today. I hope it's 30, 10, and 9 from the King, and Marshawn has 35. And we host the Larry O'Brien Trophy with tears in my eyes tonight because that championship means everything to me. Mm-hmm. I'm a Laker fan and I'm a Kobe man. I need it. Mm-hmm. And if I don't get it, the sports desk is over. <laughs> the sports desk is over if I don't get this title. Now, this might be all for nothing because by the time y'all hear this, me and Black could be recording a special edition of We Are The Champion <laughs> LA Laker episode. <laughs> So that's all I got on that. Black, anything else on the Los Angeles Lakers as we prepare for game six and Jets? Uh, two hours. Man, I agree with everything you said. Like, it's not time to be playing around, man. No. Caldwell Pope, you've been my guy. Yeah. You've been my guy. Through yeah. this whole playoffs, man, I enjoyed you. Absolutely. Because you've been that third guy. Man. And Frankie V didn't have you on the court to be that third guy. I blame him. Absolutely. Because you know what? Wouldn't You know what? Wouldn't have happened, D, if, if, if Caldwell Pope was on a uh, court? Tell me, Black. Duncan Robinson wouldn't have had 30 points. I believe that wholeheartedly. Because soon as Caldwell Pope game came back in the game, what did, what did Duncan Robinson go? He did nothing. But we waited till the last four minutes to put Caldwell Pope back in the game in the fourth quarter. Why is that? Because Frankie V's an idiot. <laughs> Frankie V, you have to get it right tonight. Please. I can't go to no game seven, man. Oh. I don't think my heart could deal with it. Oh, my God. Oh, my, my God. My man's going to have to come, going to have to take me to the ER if we go to a game seven. I'm going to already be there by the time you get there. I'm going to be in the ER by the time you get there. 
You know Miami's going to bring it. Yes, they are. Make sure. Well, I'm not even you. LeBron James going to have everybody locked and loaded. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. This is when Coach LeBron takes over. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm hoping to see a game like game six of the Eastern Conference Finals against Boston. My God. I want to see that look in LeBron eye, and I think I'm going to get that tonight. I think we are too. I called a 40-point game in a win, but I got a loss in game five. I called 40 triple-double, and I got a loss with it. You know why, D? Why is that? Because we didn't have a third person. He was sitting on the bench. Mm. But it's cool, D. It is. We got a game tonight. We do. So I'm trying to keep my energy there. See, I don't want to keep talking about game five living in the past because we got some fish to fry tonight. We do. Big fish. So I'm excited. I'm going into this game excited. I'm a little nervous, but I'm going to be excited. I got you. Because I feel like the king going to do what he need to do. He hearing everything. You know what being in a bubble do? Mm. You see TV. Mm-hmm. You see your phone. Mm-hmm. You have no trust but to see that. Mm-hmm. And he's seeing and hearing everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure those guys got some texts. Mm-hmm. Or they, they may have even got together and LeBron was like, look. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. LeBron if you can't do it. Get the Le- hell out of the Le- way. Le- now. <laughs> so I'm glad we was able to get that off. But I do want to say, well, not say, I want to tip my cap to Jimmy Butler and the entire Miami Heat. I told, I told Fred when this series started, I said, bro, we're not sweeping them. This is a tough team. They will fight, and we're going to have to literally put them out their misery to win this championship. And every game they have come to play and they showed it to be true. The Lakers haven't had one easy game against these guys except game one. Except game one. And LeBron James and Jimmy Butler put on an absolute classic in game five. I mean, bucket for bucket. Bucket for bucket. These Both of these gentlemen left everything on the floor. But unfortunately, Miami Heat won the game. So we'll see what happens. I also think the Lakers will close out. And win the NBA championship tonight, game six of the NBA finals. Black, anything else for the finals, man, before we uh, move on to the next subject? Uh, no, man. I'm just ready for game six, man. That's all I got. Absolutely. So I was telling uh, Fred uh, earlier, I say, hey, most Laker championships are won in yellow. Yellow uniforms. Yellow. So you'll, hopefully we will be wearing yellow uniforms but it's tonight. Sunday yeah. they might be wearing white they but I don't well. think so I think they might be wearing yellow okay alright man so let's get it man we're gonna transition over we're gonna backpedal a little bit we're gonna talk about Kyrie Irving for just a second and luckily for Kyrie Irving um <laughs> me and Black took last week off and really wasn't able to give Kyrie the energy that I wanted to give him but I'm gonna play this clip from Kyrie Irving I already know y'all know what it is I want to play the clip and then me and Black are going to dissect this real fast. Why must it always be brother against brother? Why? If I'm addressing anyone, I'll say their name. Come on, y'all. Don't listen to the false narratives. Let people live their lives. It's just a game. Talk about the art. Talk about the sport. You talk openly. You talk freely. But because we live in a clickbait society, it becomes something bigger. You don't have to defend it. That's just what media is. It's entertainment. I'm not going to let it put me against anybody anymore at any point because that's not what it's about. We talk freely, openly, and that's our society. Say how you feel. 
Don't have to put me against anyone else. It's never been about that. It's about the love. Peace. So, um, like I said, I'm, I'm not, I'm not angry anymore about this, but I'm going to say some facts real fast. And black, if you don't mind, I'm going to read off a couple things. And, um, so we can validate this here. So just to backtrack one second, LeBron, I mean, excuse me, Kyrie Irving was on Kevin Durant's brand new podcast. Um, the, the, I forget exactly what the name is. I'll get it in a second, but KD has a brand new podcast. Kyrie Irving was the first guest. And I was telling Black, for what it was worth, it was really good. Two-parter. I enjoyed it. Kyrie talked about his upbringing, how he got into playing ball, like his relationship with a lot of folks, Kobe Bryant and Rod Strickland, and just different players who impacted. A very heartwarming story about his father, how his father, you know, just was really there for him when he was trying to get into the game. But he made an asinine statement. An asinine statement was um, that he is finally playing on a team where he can look over and he got a guy over there who can hit a shot. Who can hit a shot? Game winning shot. There's actually somebody else on his team that he can now don't even have to think about taking a game winner or, or winning the game. That's what the statement was. Uh, and I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what he said. So I want to read off a couple of things, okay, Black? And LeBron James, because that's who he was referring to, because LeBron James is the only other great player that he's ever played with outside of Kevin Durant, who he hasn't played a game with yet. So I don't care what Kyrie says, but here we go. LeBron led Kyrie in these categories while they played together in the as as Cleveland Cavaliers. You ready, Black? He led him in buzzer beaters. He led him in game winners. He led him in fourth quarter scoring. He led him in clutch scoring for both the entire playoff runs and for specifically their finals appearances. But somehow, the narrative is that Kyrie had to consistently close for LeBron James. Now, these are facts that I just read. Like, Kyrie, you say, it's clickbait. You say, why must it be brother versus brother? You say, why, why this, why that? Why are we making it? Well, Kyrie, no, no one was discussing anything about you, sir. The narrative came from you. Everybody who I know, who I talk to and, and friends and, and families of mine, we're all looking in the NBA bubble where you're not. <laughs> KD not there either. Your, your Brooklyn Nets team, they went home in five, four games or whatever it was. When they, was in, they got swept, matter of fact, by the th- uh, Raptors. So you weren't there. So why would we be talking about you, Kyrie? We got a whole five, six months before we get to talk about you again when you return to basketball. So you did this, Kyrie Irving. You sat up here and said, why are we putting up against people? No, no, man. You got to have accountability. This was totally ridiculous. A totally ridiculous statement. Kyrie Irving, I'm going to end this. I'm going to end it. I'm going to kick it to black. I'm going to end it on this. Kyrie Irving, you play with the greatest player to ever play the game. You play with one of the greatest leaders who ever played the game. Before LeBron James got to you, Kyrie Irving, if Mm. you just need to be reminded, you didn't make the playoffs. Before LeBron James got to you, Kyrie Irving, you didn't go to the NBA Finals. You didn't win championship. You didn't do anything, Kyrie Irving, but be a spectacular offensive player that you are. And you always be that with or without LeBron James. But Kyrie Irving, the reason why you'll be known for as a champion for the rest of your life, it is because LeBron James. And I know you hit the biggest shot in NBA Finals history. I know you did, and I'll never take that away from you. But if you didn't get that block on the other end, 
you wouldn't be a champion. So just keep that in mind, Kyrie Irving, when you throw those shots out there. Or whatever you want to call them. Black, you got something on that, man? Man. Uh, D, when I heard it, man, I just... I- I just, I just had to like laugh, bro. I couldn't even, I, I didn't even get mad at first. Like, yeah, it's crazy. But I happened to be listening to an interview by LeBron James, and LeBron James was asked by one of the call-in media people, or uh, about his relationship with Anthony Davis, mm. and he said it's, you know, you don't have to worry about looking over your shoulder mm. about a teammate being jealous of you mm. or any type of hate or, yeah. or anyone wanting out. Yeah. He's like, when it comes to me and Anthony, Anthony Davis, everything is 100. Mm-hmm. I can talk to him. He can talk to me yeah. and we can respect it. Yeah. He said, you can't get that from every teammate you have. Yeah. And do you know what, who I think he was referring to without even saying his name? I mean, Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Kyrie Irving, that was for you. Mm. And the questions weren't even, even asked about you. Mm. I think he gave an answer through answering about a question for Anthony Davis mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. The disrespect of you. Mm. Mm. D mm. took it easily on it. I don't care about you hitting no shot, bro. You wouldn't even be able to be in that position if it weren't for LeBron James. Kyrie Irving, what was you doing before LeBron James came back to Cleveland? You know what you was doing? At the bottom of the Eastern Conference with the number one picks every year. Like D said, you're a great offensive talent. Yes. You are great. Yes. But like D said, in five months, oh, we going to get to see. <laughs> we going to get to see. <laughs> We want, I want to see how really good you are with KD. Mm. I want to see will y'all be able to do what LeBron James helped you do. Mm. 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 And you know what? Just because those comments, I hope you know what I hope. You know what? You know what my wish is for next NBA season, D? Tell me what it is, Black. To get a Nets versus the Lakers NBA Finals. Ooh. I want it. I want it. <laughs> Boy, talk about blockbusters. Wouldn't that be something, D? Oh, it'd be great. And I promise you the sports that's going to be in the uproar. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely, man. Kyrie, don't be disrespectful, bro. Remember who helped you out, bro. Mm -hmm. Get the ring that you get to wear on your finger. Mm -hmm. Remember that. Mm -hmm. Because we been doing this. Mm -hmm. We been doing it for a long time. Mm -hmm. While you still was at Duke, we was doing this. Even before that. When you was in St. Catholic Christian or whatever you was at, we was doing this. <laughs> so watch your tone, bro. No, you, I know AD, I mean, I mean uh, Kevin Durant, your man, and him too. Him too. He can get it. He can get it too. He already done got it. He had to go team up and build a, 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 a super, super team to beat LeBron James. Because mm-hmm. he couldn't do it himself. Mm-hmm. But we, you know what? We're going to see. We're going to see. We'll see. Cause I, bro, I'm sick of it, bro. Yeah, got, I'm really sick of the hate y'all put on my own boy name. Yeah, Kyrie afterthought right now. We got bigger fish to fry, man. <laughs> we got big, bigger fish to fry. So yeah, man. Me and Black just want to revisit it, Kyrie's thoughts. We didn't want to let that slide up under the radar, man. We just want to kind of give our thoughts on that, man. All right, man. Uh, real fast, Black Doc Rivers. 
new head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. And why is he the head coach of the 76ers? Because the Los Angeles Clippers fired him. Somebody had to take the fall after the Clippers lost uh, three uh, games to one. They were up three games to one, and the Nuggets came back and got them. So, Black, not to revisit the debacle with the Clippers, because we'll have plenty of time for that uh, when we get to the championship episode. Black, does Doc Rivers help Philly get to where they've been trying to get to the last two to three seasons? Um, D, I, I honestly don't know. Mm-hmm. If I was Doc Rivers, I I think I would have took some time off, man. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like between, you know, that long ride he had in, with the Clippers, with Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and those guys, and then with uh, Paul George and, and Kawhi and in this first year and with all the drama and everything that's going on, I thought he would, he would take a break. Mm-hmm. Do I think him being in Philadelphia would help Philly, uh, be better than they are? Mm-hmm. I do. I do. Mm-hmm. Cause, uh, Doc Rivers is a great coach mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't think that I think he can handle a Embiid and a Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Of course. I think he can handle those guys. Of course. And um, I think he's going to. I think he's going to pay dividends for. I think he's going to pay dividends for Ben Simmons because I feel like Doc Rivers are uh, getting his head and 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 get with him and let him know, man, we have to find some type of jump shot for you. Mm-hmm. We have to work on your craft to help you get better because if you can get that, this team can get to the next level. Absolutely. And I think Doc Doc Rivers could be that coach to help him get there. Mm-hmm. So I see good things happen f- for Philly with uh, Doc Rivers. You know, they, they, they got a good coach and a, a few more pieces. I think Philly could be on the up and up, man. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you. I mean, well said, Black. I, I think Doc is uh, going to help Philly. Will they get to the conference final? Will they get to the NBA final? I don't know. The East is only getting tougher. The Nets are coming. Durant and Irvin, they'll be back. Boston is still going to be good. And look, <laughs> I've been telling people this. I don't know if I told you this, Black, but I got a couple buddies of mine at work. I've been telling people that Giannis will be leaving Milwaukee. He will be leaving the Bucks. He will not stay there. Next year is it for Giannis. And, and I've been telling people he will be a Miami Heat. This was before the Heat got to the finals. I said the Heat and Giannis Antetokounmpo is a fit. And they will have the capital to acquire him when he is up. And if Giannis goes down there with that culture and with a leader like Jimmy Butler, look out. Look out. The Raptors not going nowhere either. They can acquire a few more pieces, man, to get them back to the NBA Finals. They, I mean, look, the East is only getting better, dog. So Philly, they got a good team too. That's the thing. But I think Doc, more than anything, is he's really gonna he's really gonna help n- nurture and get the best out of MB and best out of Ben Simmons. Brett Brown shouldn't have, he shouldn't have been the head coach of the 76ers the last two seasons. He shouldn't have been there. He held them boys back. And don't get me wrong. I know the players play. I get that. They on the floor. They got to make it count. I get it. But it's nothing. Look, coaching, coaching is a lot. These great players need to be coached. They need to be directed, you know, somewhere. And I think Doc Rivers is going to pay huge dividends for the careers of Ben Simmons and uh, uh, Joel Embiid. But how far they go, I'm with Black. I don't know how far he can get them. Of course, they'll make the playoffs. But after that, it's up in the air. All right, man, so that's going to wrap it up for the NBA, man. We're going to get into a hyper day, a, a wild day in college football, man. So uh, let's go ahead and get that going.
Hey, bro, you listening to the sports dance? So yeah, so that's our intro for college football for now. The uh the SCC on CBS. That's our intro for now, man. So Black Man, let's go ahead and get into it, man. Very exciting day in college football. And where else should we start? Black, do you have any idea where we should start? I mean, my mind's all over the place, Black. Can you help me out? What game should we start off with first, Black? Yeah, man, I think something uh, took place in uh, in Texas at uh, Kyle Stadium. Kyle Allen the, Field. Kyle Allen Field. I'm sorry. College Station. They're disrespecting me to get the stadium wrong. <laughs> and uh, the home of the 12th man. Oh. So I think something great happened there. Did it, D? Well, it did, Black. Something really took place yesterday. And that is the previously ranked number three Florida Gators took an L to the Texas A&M Aggies in College Station. Noon kickoff on ESPN. The Aggies 38, the Florida Gators 30. Texas A&M 41. Sorry, 38. And Florida Gators 38. Yes, sir. Big upset. Jimbo got the Gators again. He got him again. I believe Jimbo is now like 7-1 overall against the Florida Gators. Yeah. So, and I think the first time Florida got him was, was his, his last very last year. Florida when State, he was right? out the door. Yeah. So, uh, we, we didn't get a chance to get our college football correspondent in here to, uh, 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 you know, let him explain himself. But I think we'll shoot him some bail today. But we'll get said back in here very, very soon. But, Vlad, let's talk, talk to me about the game, man. Uh, we both picked Florida to play for the national title, and you picked them to win the national championship. How big of a loss uh, was it that the Gators took yesterday against the Aggies? Oh, uh, man, it's a significant loss. Uh, is it big? I don't know yet. Uh-huh. It's, a lot of fo- it's a lot more football to be played. They lost. They're lose- they lost. They one loss came early in week four, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. In week four. So, well, week two for them. I mean, week three for them. So, um, I don't know, man. Florida, Florida. They offense, man, it looked like you're watching the Kansas City Chiefs, man. <laughs> uh, Pets remind me of uh, 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 Kelsey out there, man. And then you got uh, little Tony. He remind you of Tyreek Hill. Like, they got weapons, man. Like, I think Florida was just playing to stay ahead. Mm. Because they, they defense couldn't stop nothing. That defense is horrible. And I, and I would... And, and I'm, not a Flo- I, I, I'm not a fan of the Gators, but... The Gators, as long as I've been knowing the Florida Gators, they've always had a great defense. Yeah. Always. Shocking. And for this defense to look the way that it looks now, it is awful. Shocking. I would have thought the defense would have been, oh, man, Florida defense is what it, what it is. But it's the offense we're talking about with Florida. We haven't said that about Florida since Timothy, De- Timothy Debo was there. <laughs> And it's crazy, man. Like they tried to stay ahead. They they kept scoring. They kept scoring. Yeah. And the one time they got the ball, they made a mistake, a fumble, a fumble by the running back cost them this game because Texas A and M was locked in. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Kellen. Shout out to Kellen Mudd. He was locked in. Jimbo challenged him. Kellen Mond, yeah. Kellen Mond. He uh, yeah. Jimbo challenged him 
all week, mm-hmm. all week, get this signature win that you need. You get this signature win that you need. Everyone's yeah. beat you. Alabama, Everybody. LSU, everybody's beat you. Over and over again. You got Florida State coming in here in front of 40,000 people. And then, man, it's, it, it sounded like it was 100,000 in there. It, it sounded like it was sold out in there. That's what it sounded like. And he got the job done, man. Yep. He got the job done. And uh, to see it go down like that, man, I wasn't expecting that. I thought Florida would pull it out, but they didn't. They could not stop Texas A&M. They nope. could not stop them. But, uh, and Texas A&M kicks the field goal to win the game with uh, no time left on the clock. Mm. So, Florida... Y'all have to get y'all have to get these things tightened up next week. You, you got a big matchup. We I know LSU going to be angry <laughs> next week. We we'll see what happens. Yeah. I know we're going to talk about them in a little bit. Yeah, but y'all have to tighten up, man. If y'all want to get, I don't think they're out of it. I I, I do not because I still think it's going to come down to them in Georgia to see who play uh, Alabama, whoever else on the other side. Alabama. So Florida, you have to tighten up. Not not happy with. Y'all losing the AM, man. No, definitely not. Yeah, man. I, I watched this this uh full game in its entirety. And um, I am shocked that they lost. I'm very surprised with this defense. This defense is trash. Like the first game of the year when they play Ole Miss, I'm like, okay, first game, COVID-19. These kids can't, you know, no spring training, no spring game. They 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 can't do much. You know, it's just. Being in shape, lifting weights, and then you you just throw them on the field. A couple scrimmages, you throw them out on the field. So the first game, I said, okay, cool. You know, whatever. This game, the defense will improve. Uh, the, the next week, it it, it 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 wasn't no better. It wasn't no better. And then the game after that, it, it wasn't no better. And then yesterday, you let Kellen Mon look like Joe Montana out here. This man out here looking like Tom Brady. I mean, can't stop nothing. And I'm looking like, where is this world-class defensive line? Mm. Where is this highly touted secondary from the Gators? Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and Dan, I was, I was disgusted in Dan Mullen, his coaching yesterday. I mean, he wasn't fired up. He got fired up late on the sidelines. But, I mean, I seen him talking to folks. But I'm like, why Dan Mullen ain't cussing nobody out? Like Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts and Tony. Like this is a, this offense that Florida have is all world, man. I mean, these boys are firing on all cylinders, but they still struggle with at the running back position. They still struggle. That's what my eyes saw yesterday. So a complete surprise loss. Is Florida out of it? No. They got opportunities. They got Georgia. They got Georgia. They got Tennessee. They got a couple more games to win the SEC East and get to the SEC Championship game. But now Georgia is in full control. Mm-hmm. They're in full control. And after the beatdown they've been giving folk, man, I don't know, man. I don't know if Florida going to beat Georgia this year. But yesterday was disappointing to see the Florida Gators defense. And Fred was, shout out to Fred, he was tweeting during the game, oh, I ain't worried about my defense when, you, when I got my office who can score 50. Well, you didn't score 50 yesterday, Fred. The Gators scored 38 and lost on the last second field goal to Jimbo Fisher and Kellon Mond at College Station. And then Dan Mullen got nerd to sit up there in the postgame. So it felt like it was a sold-out arena in here. It felt it was a sold-out arena. I want a full stadium with the Florida Gators play when they return to Ben Hill Griffin. I want a full. Shut up, Dan. Shut up. And he had the nerve to say D. Uh, the crowd played a factor in them losing. Yeah, man. No, your defense lost you the game. Yeah, that was garbage. That them, that, them fans ain't had nothing to do with your <laughs> defense. Can't stop. Nothing. You acting like it was a 
hundred. It may have sounded like a hundred thousand in there, but it wasn't. It wasn't. That has nothing to do with it. So Florida got a lot to learn, and they got a lot to learn fast. They got the Tigers next week, and they ain't looking too good either. But hell, they score points too. The one thing LSU is doing is scoring points. They scoring. So what is Florida gonna do with that offense? It's gonna be real interesting because this is one of the storylines I didn't see coming with Florida. I did not see Florida's defense being like this. I didn't. And said said it, dude. I seen all the tweets from said and uh, James Dangham and everybody. Like, Me look, too. man. I said like, it on the show. Yeah, it was like, look, man, <laughs> this defense, man. We and, and now they saying they not championship ready. Now they saying they saying the national championship so we bike, team. We bite pillow. Yeah, oh yeah. Now. We we all the way off now. You know, due to a loss like this. And, and for what it's worth, I don't blame those guys. <laughs> My defense looking like that, giving up almost fifty points twice. And in three games, I, 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 I feel the same way, too. I feel the same way, too. But very disappointed. And then Florida just got outplayed, man. They just got outplayed uh, by a offense, man. Just got outplayed. Yeah, um, just a, just a little bit from the game, man. Uh, the running back uh, from Texas A&M, man. Shout out to, shout out to him. Uh, Isaiah, I think his name is Isaiah Spiller. 27 carries, 174, and two touchdowns. Couldn't be stopped. Wow. Couldn't be stopped. Uh, this all-world uh, tight end or receiver that they have or tight end, nine receptions, 151, and two touchdowns. Wow. Chris uh, Chapman. Yeah, this kid. And uh, he, mo- whoever that safety was on the top there got m- real Randy Most. He got real Most. Yes. I mean, this kid had the ball in his hands and the receiver took it away from him. Facts. Took it away. Florida, that defense has to tighten up. I still believe y'all can make it, but a loss like this, I hope it wakes y'all up. It better wake them up or they're going to win two games. They're going to lose two games in a row facing LSU next week. All right, man. So let's move along, man. We're going to talk about a few more scores, man. Stop by a couple more games, man. Black, let's go down to Death Valley, South Carolina, man, where the we thought we was rated Miami Hurricanes got slapped by the number one ranked Clemson Tigers. Shout out Kevin Dunbar. 42-17. Clemson remains undefeated. Easy work. Miami ain't ready to be nothing, man. I'm going to just keep it real, Black. Man, look, I I can't afford to say too much of nothing, as trash as my team is. But look, I I said it. I said, look, first of all, Miami ain't played nobody. Who have they played? Uh, D, they was hanging their head. Oh, we we smashed Florida State. But you know one thing about Florida State? We're nothing. We're trash. We are trash. Who did they they play? So you was building up on that to get to Clemson. Yeah, they, I was seeing all the Miami fans, oh, we back, we back, we finna go show, we, the, the U is, I said, no, y'all not. Y'all finna go into Clemson and get mollywhopped. And boy, Travis Etienne and Travis Long, boy, I know Black got the numbers, boy, but <laughs> them boys show out in the ring. And, and you want to know something, D? I just got to say it, man. Mm. I seen another side of Sunshine Saturday night. Sunshine. Oh, the kid, sunshine. when you push the kid to the limit, he'll get in your face and talk that smack. He was talking to two. He was. Talking he would too. talk that yeah. smack, yeah. D. The, the Miami boys thought they was gonna scare him or something. <laughs> and I'm saying Miami don't got no pushovers on them team on their teams either. Mm-mm. They got real boys on them. And Sunshine was out there. What's up, smack? What y'all want to do, smack? I love it. Four to two seventeen. That's what he did. Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> twenty nine for forty one uh, two twenty nine. Three touchdowns. Travis Etienne, boy, you do it every single year. Like, stud, it's been a treat to watch you for four years. This man's a stud. It's man. been a treat. 17 carries, D. 
17 carries, 149, and two touchdowns. Beautiful. Couldn't I mean, stopped. just dominant. Yeah. Look, man, Miami, you know what? Thank you, Clemson. Because, D, you know what? I made 80 bucks. <laughs> 80 bucks, D. I made 80 bucks. Yeah. Because I had people coming up to me, boy, we going to do them like we did did y'all okay. we gonna score De'Aaron King the truth okay. he the best quarterback we didn't have okay. but leave it to my son he, my son Marcel who's, who's in the building today he said De'Aaron King is not the best quarterback Miami uh, has had no sir he's not the best no he's not and we seen it last night he's not he's not he's not he's not bro He's not, bro. The kid Terry Rozier. What's the what's the kid from last year? Terry Rozier or something like that. He was better than De'Aaron King. Oh, Miami's quarterback. Oh, Miami yeah. last oh, I year. I forget his name. I forget. He his was name. better. He would have put on a better showing than De'Aaron King. That did. was awful. And you know what? Clemson is in a rebuilding stage <laughs> defensively. That goes to show the talent. That yeah, shows the, the recruiting and the coaching. And the coaching is top notch. Only gave up 17. Miami, you've done it to yourself once again. Again. Once again. Again. You went into a game with your hopes up high and got brought back down to earth. Now you know what? You got to go till. Now you have to deal with a greedy Pittsburgh team next week. And who could get you? Who could get you? And we may see that downfall that we see every year. Every year. After y'all play a top team. Oh, they always come down. 3 0. They always start on 3 4 0, and then they end up going 7 and 5. But Always. They're, but they're hanging. Miami fans, I'm not mad at you. You're supposed to have high hopes for your team. Absolutely. They're hanging their hat that they'll get to see Clemson again. Absolutely. But if you do, you know what's going to happen again? Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. Miami, <laughs> don't hang your hat on beating Florida State. Don't. We're nothing. We, we suck. We suck this year. We suck. We weren't even ranked one and time. And y'all was... Over the moon oh, yeah. for putting a 50-piece on Florida State. Oh, yeah. Say, man, we could put 50-piece on anybody. We're going to put a 50-burger. A 50-burger. <laughs> oh, y'all, Kevin Dunbar, all them tweets. I got something for you too, Dunbar, but I ain't going to say nothing yet. Man. I ain't going to say nothing yet. I like what Kevin Dunbar said, though. Oh, oh let's, let's, let's wrap this up on the Pittsburgh. Got to. You, you got, got to. You got to take in. that on the chin, man. Yeah. And he a fan, so I ain't going to be too hard. And you know what? <laughs> Our team trash, but we can talk about college football because that's what we do here at the Sports Desk. Yeah, we yeah. can talk about it. Yeah, we suck. <laughs> we suck. We know we suck. <laughs> we can admit we suck. Absolutely. Absolutely. But man, Miami, so. man, y'all have to tighten up. Got a big one next week We're gonna see with what Pittsburgh the, coming to the house. We're going to see what the Canes made of. We're going to see if they can they can bounce back from this and, and, and still compete, man. But like you said, Black, they, they always start off good and – End up bad. And you know what? I just gotta say, I, I, I just gotta say De'Aaron King numbers, man, for this God is God awful. <laughs> 12 for 28, 121, and two interceptions. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. I ain't gonna beat nobody. <laughs> that ain't gonna beat nobody. It's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah, man. So we'll see. Miami, tighten up. Let's see what you got. All right, let's go through a few more scores, man. The Alabama Crimson Tide take care of business, 63-48 over the Ole Miss Rebels. You have the Georgia Bulldogs answer the challenge from the Tennessee Vols, 44-21. And we, let's stop right here, Black. The Fighting Mac Browns and the North Carolina Tar Heels put 56 points on the Virginia Tech Hokies, and they gave them 45. But the Mac, Fighting Mac Browns are undefeated. And I don't know where they are in this week's polls, but they should be a top five team, or are they not? I don't know. We have to look up the polls here in a second to see where North Carolina is. But, Black, what do you think about what North Carolina is doing? 
Man, they adjusted, man. It seemed like every they had a tough game last week against Boston College. They did. That they had to put out to the end. But they did. like you said, coaching D, Mac Brown. Yeah. The adjustments, man. And I know it didn't help that Virginia Tech had all had over 10 players that didn't play in this game. Yeah. You know, because of uh coronavirus and uh players opting out. But Virginia Tech fought. They scored 45 points mm-hmm. on yeah, North yeah, Carolina's yeah, yeah. defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But North Carolina offense, man, just Sam Howell got this thing going. Mm-hmm. They got this thing going offensively, and my goodness, I just, I just don't know what they're going to do to us next week. <laughs> but man, I didn't get to watch this game. But man, just a few numbers from that game. Uh, Sam Howell was uh, eighteen for twenty three, two fifty seven, and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, running back Michael Carter, seventeen carries, two fourteen, and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Man, shout out to those guys, man, for uh, a hell of a game. 56 points mm-hmm. on, Virginia, on, a, on a tough D- D- Virginia Tech team. Well, a defensive-minded D- uh, Virginia Tech team, and they put 56 on them. So, mm-hmm. shout out to the Fighting Mac Browns. Yeah, shout out to them boys, man. And I am correct. The Fighting Mac Browns and the North Carolina Tar Heels are the number five team in the country. Mm. This, is, this is their highest AP ranking in over 30 years. Shout out to Mac Brown, man. Shout out to Mac Brown, everything he doing. All right, man, let's go over a couple of more scores. What do we got? What do we got? Oh, yeah, man, what a barn burning the Red River shootout, man. Texas. Texas taking a loss, man. Losing to Oklahoma. Spencer Rattler showed some toughness yesterday during that game. Four overtime thriller. 53 to 45. And ironically, man, look like both of those teams are just out of it. I don't know. Whoever wins the Big 12. I, I mean, don't they ain't I don't, getting in. I don't know. They I ain't getting in. The Big 12 is obsolete this year. Oh, <laughs> uh, what else we got, man? We're gonna stop by LSU losing to Missouri 45-41. This game had to be moved to Missouri due to the hurricane that hit Louisiana. So LSU did lose a home game. But let's stop right there, Black. Look, I got to ask you something. Is Ed Orgeron a good football coach? Uh, D, I think he is. Okay, let me ask you another question. Wait, let me ask you a question. Can Ed Orgeron pull together, pull together new talent and young talent and put a positive product on the field? I think he can. You think he can? Mm-hmm. So explain to me why the LSU Tigers are 1-2 and two to start the season and are giving up 40 points a game. Well, I know the, uh, key players key, key players opting out. Mm-hmm. Then you still have people not playing because of injury and coronavirus. Okay, you know it's 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 a lot going on in LSU right now. It having is. To, having to move games, it is. it's just a lot going on. Um, I don't know what they're doing defensively. I thought their defense would have been a lot better than what they are, but they ain't doing they're not. No. Uh, I just I don't I don't know what's going on with LSU right now. But if it's anyone to get them. Back to what they need to what they need to be. I think he's Ed Orgeron. I think he's a great football coach. He he's always been a, a great football coach and a great leader of men. Okay. But um, I think that he can do it. He he lost a bunch of talent, man. He lost a bunch of talent. Mm. He uh he had to revamp uh, a lot of his coaching staff. So it's it's gonna take some time, man. But we are gonna see what we are gonna see what happened with them moving forward. Yeah, we are gonna see, and 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 I, I believe so. I think Ed Orgeron's a great motivator, a great coach, great leader of young men. Is it? But I can't lie. Can't lie. It is disappointing to see LSU sitting at one and two. It is disappointing to see that defense giving up forty points a game. It is disappointing for them to lose to the probation boys. You don't lose to the probation boys. 
And the probation boys are the Missouri, what are they, Wildcats? Tigers. Wild, tigers. I mean, you don't lose to them. You don't. You lost to the probation boys. I don't care if the game was in Missouri. I don't care. <laughs> you don't lose to them. So, come on, Ed. And, and Ed been saying the same thing the last three press conferences. We got to get better. We got to get better. Oh, Tigers. He been saying the same thing. But, Ed, like, what you going to do, man? I look forward to seeing uh, what uh, LSU looks like next week. Uh, against the Florida Gators could be a very interesting game. And I think that game is uh, 3.30 on ESPN. I think they already announced it mm-hmm. uh, with the night game next week, Alabama and Georgia. But we'll get to that in a second. All right, so I'm going to read off the new top 10 uh, AP poll before we uh, get to our prediction stage. Uh, and we got to keep up with it. I don't know if black men keeping up with our predictions, man, because I don't know who winning. I don't know who got many wins. So yeah, we got to we gotta listen. We got to go yeah, back we, and listen to Yeah, we got to get that going. So <laughs> yeah, we're going to we shoot do. these predictions over to Said as well. Uh, these games to Said as well so we can get his input of who he thinks is going to win next week's game. But real quick, top 10 poll, Clemson, of course, remaining number one. Um, number one in the country. But it's interesting. Alabama's number two, but they are starting to receive some first place votes in this poll. But it's not even close. But Clemson got 59 in the first place. Alabama got two. Georgia, number three. Notre Dame, number four. North Carolina and the fighting Mac Browns ranked number five in the country. Ohio State at six, Oklahoma State at seven, Cincinnati at eight, Penn State at nine, and Florida drops from three to 10. I see what they did there. They're keeping Florida in prime position to make a run at it. And then you got the Aggies right behind the Gators out of 11. So that is the top 10 AP poll going to week seven of the college. Yeah, going to week seven of this year's college football season. All right, Black, let's do it. Prediction time. Shoot me these four games, man. What we talking about? Okay, okay. Here we go. This week, what we have here. I'm going to start out with this one, D, because I think this is a very important game next week. Uh, we got Pittsburgh at Miami uh, Saturday on the ACC Network at 12 o'clock. You know what, man? Where's the game at? In Miami. I'm going to take the Canes. I'm going to take the Canes to bounce back. What you got? I'm taking the Kings by 14. Okay. Ooh, okay. Okay. What we got? Okay. Next game, we got LSU at Florida. Saturday, 3.30. As D just said on ESPN, it's already locked in. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, Florida to bounce back and uh, knock off LSU and <laughs> Tigers 1-4, and four at whatever they were going to be. What you got, Black? I'm taking Florida, but in a close one. In okay. a close one. Okay. Okay. What you got? Game number three. Game number three, we have, oh, let me see here. Got a big one out there now. You know what? And I think this game can make, this game can make up for, to be a pretty good game. We got Clemson at Georgia Tech. Clemson at Georgia Tech. You say you think it'd be a pretty good game? Yeah. You know there ain't going to be no pretty good game. They going to put fifth on them boys. Get another game. Get another game. It's not another game, bro. Yes, it is. You got the big game. I picked four games. Four games. So what's the big game? We know what the big game is. Well, let's just go with it. Just go, just go yeah, with that let's one. Let's go with it. All right. Saturday night, 8 o'clock. Woo! And I don't know why this game is on CBS. SEC. SEC, that's why. They had Alabama. Choice. I mean, Georgia travels to play Alabama under the lights Woo! in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. <laughs> D, what you got for me? Woo! I really, 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 really want to pick Georgia to win this game. I really do. I really do because this matchup is going to be about the two quarterbacks. It's going to be about these two quarterbacks 
And which quarterback has looked better to me? I think Jones has looked better to me for Alabama. I'm going to go Crimson Tide in a very close one. Very close. My score is 33-31 Alabama over Georgia. D, I know you didn't pick them, but I'm going to pick them. Okay. I'm going to roll with the Georgia Bulldogs. Wow. You know why, D? What's up? Lane Kiffin almost put a 50-piece on Alabama defense. Correct. Correct. And D, do you know who has the best defense in college football right now? The Georgia Bulldogs. The Georgia Bulldogs. Yes, sir. Okay. Tennessee scored 21 points in the first half and didn't score another touchdown in the second. That is correct. Not one. I believe that that uh I believe that Georgia's defense can set this can can win this game for them. Uh-huh. Don't get me wrong. Alabama are gonna score points. They're gonna score. They are. But I think their defense, I don't think Alabama defense is going to be able to stop Georgia's run game. And then this kid that they have at the, at quarterback, he's managing. He's not making mistakes. He's doing what he needs to do. Okay. So I believe that they can do that with a balance with a good balance of that defense taking over. I got Georgia coming out of here 27-24. Okay, close game. Close game. Now, remember these games now because I'm going to brag at the end of the year, but I do got the fourth game. I got it. Okay. I got it. Here we go. Here we go. You got the fourth game? I got it. At 1.30 on CBS Sports, we got Western Kentucky versus UAB. Black. Yeah, yeah, we got it. Yeah, we're going to start doing this. I'm going to pick the dud game of the week Okay, see who wins. All Black, right. Who you got? Western Kentucky or UAB 130 on CBS Sports? Uh, <laughs> Where's the game at? UAB? It is at UAB. You know what, D? I'm going to go with the home team. I'm going to go UAB. Uh, really? We got to get a look up. I got to see uh, UAB a little bit when they played against Miami. They got throttled, but they got a pretty decent offense. So, okay. uh. I'm going to roll with UAB in this one. Well, you know what? I'm taking Western Kentucky. <laughs> That's right. I'm taking Western Kentucky to knock off UAB. <laughs> so we're going to shoot these picks over the set so we can pick the games. And we're going to, like I said, we're going to keep up with the total at the end of the year. We'll have a prediction champion uh, here on the sports desk, man. That's a lot of fun there. All right, man. Let's see. Let's see. We're going to roll out of college football. And we're going to shoot into the National Football League. And we're about to wrap it up here at the Sports Disc. Let's get into it, baby. Week seven. Wait, wait, wait. Week six of the National Football League. Let me pull my little notes up here, man. So we are in week five of the National Football League. So we're going to run down some scores, man, and uh, we're going to get going. My, my man's Rashad didn't send me the Rashad's corner after the Jaguars game over Houston, man. So uh, we'll hope to hear from Rashad uh, next week with his thoughts on the Jacksonville Jaguars. But the Jaguars took an L. The Jaguars took an L. They lost to the Houston Texans. 30 to 14. I'm excited. Because you want to know why? The Jacksonville Jaguars are in prime position to draft Sunshine. Oh, Sunshine. 
We also had on Thursday night football, the Chicago Bears get a stunning win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 20-19. I got the Bucs defense as my fantasy defense. They just let me down so bad with two stinking points in my fantasy league. But let's run down. Lamar Jackson, man, the Baltimore Ravens roll over the Cincinnati Bengals 27-3. Carolina Panthers destroy Dan Quinn's career. They beat the Atlanta Falcons 23-16, and all reports and all everything has said, Dan Quinn, sir, you are out of a job. The This shocker of the day, let's stop right here. The Las Vegas Raiders hand Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs their first loss, beating the brakes off them at Arrowhead, 40-24. Now, Black, I was able to see... Most of this game, what are your thoughts on the on the Raiders, man? Really being one of the surprise scenes of the league. Yeah, man, the Raiders came ready to play. Uh, shout out to uh Derek Carr. Shout out to him, man. Uh, he, he was the ball was getting to the receivers, man. Shout out to Henry Ruggs. Everybody was si- shout out to him, man. Henry Ruggs playing big boy ball at the receiver position, man. So shout out to him and the tight end Dan uh, Waller. Mm-hmm. Those boys was balling and Josh Jacobs. My guy. Man, man, man. This guy <laughs> was an animal out there today. Yeah, man. Uh, Kansas City defense let me down. I had their defense Ooh. who gave me 20 points last week Ooh. and just dropped the ball with negative one point <laughs> this week. So thanks, Kansas City defense. Yeah. Yeah, man. But yeah, man, uh, this is what we said. Team, uh, D, these teams in that division is going to start looking at what Kansas City is doing. Throwing the ball all over the field, using their running back to set everything up for them. Letting their running back get loose, and that's what the Oakland Raiders have, I mean the Las Vegas Raiders did today. It's crazy. John Gruden has this team on the up. It's crazy. On the up, man. So, sure. shout out to the Raiders, man, on uh, getting that win over the defending champs. Yeah, I agree. Surprising win in Arrowhead, man. And this is a crazy number. Are you ready for this, Black? The Kansas City Chiefs didn't score no points in the second half. I don't even remember the last time that was even possible to say. No points in the second half, man. They scored 24 points in the first half and couldn't deliver anything in the second. Las Vegas Raiders with an amazing win. And this is Derek Carr's first win. First win in Arrowhead, man, as a Raiders quarterback, man. Raiders sitting at 3-2. and two. Chiefs fall to 4-1. and one. You had the Cardinals. The Cardinals take care of business to improve to 3-2, and two, taking care of the lowly trash New York Jets. Little news from the Jets today. The Jets say they will entertain Trenton Sam Darnold if they acquire the number one pick. And I believe the Jets are winless. I believe they don't have, they are 0-5. So they, the, the, the Jets, sources close to the Jets say they will entertain phone calls for trading for Sam Darnold. Hey. <laughs> If and they can acquire what, Trevor Lawrence. I could see, I could see, oh, yeah. actually see that happening. I can too. We just hope it don't. But we I can too. We hope it don't, but. It can too. Look at that big stage, New York, Sunshine. Sunshine it, in, in New it York. It fits. It works. Yeah. Hopefully we're wrong about that. All right. Um, <laughs> we got the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. Steelers, another surprise team. Big Ben got these boys going, man. Pittsburgh still is sitting at 4 0, taking care of the Philadelphia Eagles 38 29. The Rams improve as well to 4. I think they're 4 1 now, uh, taking care of the Washington football team. And we want to give a special shout out to Alex Smith, man. It was so, so good to see Alex Smith trot out on the field after Kyle Allen rolled his ankle. 
and take his first snap since that gruesome injury mm-hmm. when most doctors said he wouldn't even walk again, let alone play in an NFL game. Blake, you got anything on Alex Smith coming back, man? Yeah, man. Just shout out to him, man, and his family for yep. everything, man, that this guy's been through, man, yep. to see him back on the football field. Even yep. even the losing effort, you're excited for Alex Smith, man, yes. just to see him yes. back yes. in football. And yes. every time that Aaron Donald jumped on his back, I was just like, oh, oh God. please don't hurt him again. Yeah. But – he hung in there, man. He fought. It, it, it was good to see him out there. Yeah, and if man. our listeners, if y'all hadn't seen his E60, man, go check it out. It's on oh, yeah. e, it's on ESPN and, and ESPN Plus and YouTube. Yeah. Man, it's a great story, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all go check that out. Yeah, go check it out, man. Again, tip of the cap to Alex Smith. So we currently have some games going on. You got the Miami Dolphins beating the brakes off of the 49ers, 37-17 in the third quarter. You got my Dallas Cowboys clinging. To a four-point lead over the trash New York football Giants. I don't know what's going on in Dallas. I don't know what's up with my defense, but I know one thing. Mike McCarthy, you need to get it together. Get it together. Cowboys up right now, 24-20, to I believe, over the New York football Giants. Also, right now in the third quarter, we have the Browns, man. Browns cruising. They're playing well, 27-17 over the Colts. And then Sunday Night Football tonight, you got Vikings and Seahawks. We had two games postponed. You have the Broncos and the Patriots. They were scheduled to play tomorrow, but they won't play tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Their game has been moved entirely to next Sunday. So we'll have the Chargers and the Saints at 8.15. And then on Tuesday, we get a little Tuesday Night Football, pretty good game. You got the Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans at 7 o'clock. This Tuesday, and why is that? We all know what's going on. COVID, COVID-19 is running wild. It's affecting a lot of people in the world, in our nation, and it's, it's killing, it's hurting the, the sports world. And man, Black, I mean, it's like we're, like we're going to look up one day, Black, we're going to have games every day during the week. Monday, mm-hmm. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. The way this thing is going, they started off so well the first two to three weeks of the season. But now you got the Patriots, you got the Titans. The Titans are being investigated for, you know, breaking all the rules pretty much. Yeah, see, they, yeah. they hadn't been abiding by the rules of wearing masks. Yeah, man. Yeah. So pretty crazy, man. So a lot going on in the NFL. We just hope everybody can stay safe, everybody can stay healthy, and, 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 and you know, everything can continue to get going as this nation tries to get this thing under control, man. Um, let's see what else we got from the National Football League. Then that's pretty much all we got, man, for the NFL. Not really too much going on today. So you're not going to get your full two hours from the sports day. So we've got a couple more things we're going to touch on, man. But hopefully we'll be giving you guys two shows back-to-back. Back-to-back days. Hopefully that'll be the plan. So, Black, you got uh, some high school football for us, man. And before we get started, man, let's, let's, let's show the youngsters, man, some love, man. So let's talk about some high school football in the city, man, right here in Duval. Let's talk about it, Black. Let's go on out here in the city, man, with high school football. Yes, 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 man. High school football is on full go. 
this Friday, just a few scores from Friday night uh, football. We had Trinity Catholic Celtics take the L against the Bulls Bulldogs 24-7. We had the Mandarin Mustangs uh, versus Trinity Christian. Trinity Christian pulled it out 33-7. We had Palatka versus Swanee. Mm. Uh, 47 to zero Swanee and we have uh, Episcopal versus Pine Ridge Panthers and they put a smacking on Pine Ridge 35 to zero uh, we had Bishop we had Bishop Kenny versus Orange Park Orange Park got to win 38 to 35 we're sorry guys we just had a major major injury just take place in the National Football League, Dak Prescott has just suffered a severe, severe ankle injury during this game. Like he had a complete break of his ankle on this game. This is this is this is the worst news that can possibly happen, man. Dak Prescott live. We are watching this. That's why Black stopped. Like he suffered a tremendous, tremendous injury. Tremendous injury, man. Man, yeah. God, that looked bad, D. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. Lee. Yeah. Man, I hope for a speedy recovery for Dak, man. That's yes. that looked bad, D. Uh God, man. Um, bite the high school football. Uh God, Lee, man. Yeah, um yeah. we had Inglewood versus uh we had Inglewood versus Mendez. And uh Mendez get the victory 55 to 35. And we have uh, West Nassau. Shout out to my boy Fred. They played Clay Blue Devils, and they took a B team, fifty to twenty-two. Oh man, y'all got to get it together, West Nassau down there. And we had Middleburg versus Ridgeview. We had Ridgeview get the win, thirty-four to twenty-seven. And then we had the Pontevedra Sharks versus Bartram Trail Bears, and we had Bartram Trail get the win, thirty-three to seventeen. So those are just some of the scores from from Friday night. We're going to keep this thing rolling with high school football. Me and D going to try our best, man, to get out to some of these games, man, and check these boys out. Um, but we're going to continue to give y'all all the high school football scores. Yes, sir, man. Kind of a downer here uh, at the sports desk. Like, um, you know, we were interrupted, man, by the injury. Um, we're live right now, man. Uh, Cowboys, Giants are in the third quarter uh, of their game. And, and uh, Dak just suffered a pretty – a gruesome injury, man. So, man, we just we just hope you know you know that Dak can bounce back, and everything just comes into play now. Everything, the contract situation, everything just comes to play. And that was the one thing I was hoping that Dak wouldn't experience. I was hoping that he wouldn't get hurt and he wouldn't get injured. My goodness, man, what a year this man has had, man. The loss of his brother, everything that's going on with the Cowboys not being able to sign a contract. Then he goes out here on good faith, betting on himself. Betting on him, betting on himself, man, and uh, he suffers a, a a major injury, man. I, I it just make me sick to my stomach. I'm I'm kind of in shock right now. I'm I'm a lifelong Dallas Cowboys fan, so they got the cart out for my man's right now. Um, look like the, everybody in the box in the in, in Dallas is 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 yeah. Shout out to Jason Garrett, man, for coming out onto the field. Lord knows he he spent a lot of time. Spent a lot of time with Dak, man. So, like I said, we're live right now. This is real time. We're watching this as it unfolds, man. So, you just hate to see that. That's crazy, man. You hate to see God that, man. Me, man. 
Man, I feel bad for Dak, man. hate to see that, man. So we really hope, we really hope and pray, man, that Dak Prescott can just make a full recovery, man. That looked really bad. That looked really bad, man. I mean, this game, this, this, man, that's terrible. That's terrible, man. That's terrible. So, okay, man, you know, we'll, of course, keep an update. Any updates that we get on Dak Prescott, man, and, and, and we'll just go from there, man. But, uh, yeah, again, Dak, Bres- Dak, Dak Prescott has suffered a significant injury to his ankle. He's being air-casted, and uh, they're getting ready to get him on the cart and, and get him the attention that he needs, man. So, um, wow, just significant, just significant, terrible, terrible news. All right, man, so we're going to uh, – Get into some other news, man, and we're going to shut down the sports test for the day, man. Black got to get ready for game five uh, of the NBA Finals. Game six, sorry, of the NBA Finals. Ooh, all over the place, man. Dang, that's tough, man. God. All right, all right, let's go. So let's go to the Reduce Lunch Fantasy Sports League. Everything is just going wild in the league. And the last time I talked to y'all, man, your boy was on to. I was 0-2, but I am no longer 0-2. Your boy has reclaimed, and I am now 2-2 in the fantasy league. But, man, you got mine. Mine, if I wild out, sitting at number one. The Brady Punch at two. Crown the King, which is black, sitting at three. Uh, Jamal's team at four. OJ No Club is number five. I see touchdown six. E904 Boys at seven. Crystal's team at eight. I am coach nine. Move them chains at ten. Chris Champion's team is at 11. So that's all I'm going to that's all I'm going to say right there. We got 20 teams in this league, but we got, uh, I think my boy Cedric Farris passed him six. He's sitting at 14. We got my boy Smooth, Smooth Operator sitting at 19. Then we got Freddie Bricks uh, sitting at number 17 with a one and three record. Y'all boys tighten up, man. Let's make this thing interesting, all right? All right, here we go. We got Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier agreed to fight. The fight will either be November uh, 21st or December 12th. The UFC offered a January 23rd uh, um, uh, date, but Conor McGregor said no. He wants to fight in 2020, so we'll let you know when we get that date. Uh, Dana White also says right now is the perfect time to book Israel Adesanya versus John Jones in a super fight. That the conversations are taking place. Dana White said he's going to try his best to get it done. He's trying to get that fight done. If that fight can happen... My God, the buildup will be epic. I hope it gets done. Shout out to Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban went out to the streets and grabbed Delonte West off the streets. Delonte West, we all know he's, you know, went through a lot, man. He's homeless, battling addiction, and he's now getting some help in some uh, in, in rehab. And they got the video of Cuban going out there getting this man off the streets. And reports have said he is doing a lot better. He's getting attention. His mother thinks. Um, uh, Mark Cuban and the Dallas Mavericks, Doc Rivers, and other people who have come out to try to help Delonte West. All right, The Rock. The Rock bought the XFL about two months ago. First promo video came out. The Rock said the XFL will be bigger, better, and it will return in 2022. But there's a catch here. The Rock is going to make college prospects take a hard look at the XFL because they could be getting a lot of money to come play for the XFL straight out of high school. Mm. So we'll see how that goes. That's what The Rock put out there. Also, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder 3. Will it happen? We don't know now. The fight has been rescheduled. And Fury's camp has came out and said, if they can't get a date right away, Fury will move on to the next opponent. So we'll see how that goes. Lamachenko, one of the baddest dudes in the world, will be fighting free. 
this Saturday on ESPN. It's been a long time since we've seen the great boxer. Black, what are you looking forward to with that fight? Yeah, man, uh, this fight is going to be great, man. I'm excited for it. It's free. Don't have to stream it. Don't have to pay for it. But, man, uh, two great fighters we're finna see on Saturday night, man. And uh, Vizali Lamachenko and uh, Tifa, uh, Tifa Forma Lopez. I'm probably butchering his name. But these guys, man, all the skill, all the power, you're going to see it in the ring on Saturday night. And I'm excited about it, D. Absolutely, man. I cannot wait to see this fight. Also, last bit of boxing news, man. Earl Spence Jr. is back. All right, him and Danny Garcia will get it on on December the 5th in Cowboy Stadiums. Cowboy Stadium with fans in attendance. So fans will be able to come to the Garcia and Spence fight. Haven't seen Earl Spence since the crazy car accident that he experienced probably almost a year and a half ago. Mm. But Spence say he's back, he's healthy, he's ready to get in there and do his thing and look forward to seeing him and Danny Garcia get it on. Black, what do you expect to see just right off the top of your head between these two? Oh, uh, man, uh, this is going to be fireworks, man. Yeah. Um, we know what Earl Spence is. He comes straight to head. He comes straight ahead and walk you down, man. And and Danny Garcia uh, has a lot of power in his hands. So I expect fireworks in this fight. But um, I expect uh, Earl Spence to be uh, victorious in this one in a in a really close and good fight. Oh, you think it's gonna be close? Yeah, I really do. Okay. May go the distance. Ten four. I, I agree with you. It should be a real real good one. All right, man. All right, all right. That's pretty much going to wrap up the sports desk. Back. Sports desk. That's pretty much going to wrap up the sports desk, man. A man black got to get ready for game six. We're less than an hour away from game six. Some some real damper news, man, with Dak getting hurt, man, towards the end of the show, man. But first and foremost, man, Dak's health. We just hope Dak can get healthy. Whatever needs to be done, he can bounce back. And um, I just really hate it for him. Hate it for him and his family, man. It just really sucked. Really sucks to see that, man. It really does, man. It's just really bothering me right now as we closing out this show. But all right, man, that's pretty much it. Uh, this episode 80 of the Sports Desk, man. I'm your man one more time. Dedrick L. Hicks Jr., one of your favorite sportsologists. And this your man, Black, one of your favorite sportsologists, man. Y'all hit me up on Twitter and Instagram, man. Black, ENL3, man. Y'all hit me up. Go Lakers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can also find me, Dedrick L. Hicks Jr., right there. Dedrick Hicks Jr. on Twitter, on Instagram. Hit me up with anything you want to talk about, man, sports-related. Um, follow us on the Reduce Lunch Sports page on Instagram. We're going to get more active with our page. Uh, but we just do so much other things now ever since we started this. And the Sports Desk has celebrated two years. It's been two years since the Sports Desk, man, uh, kicked off, man. And time has flown so bad. I always, so fast, I always got have to be reminded that we've reached another year. Last year, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, shout out to PJ, man. PJ had to send it to me, man, say, man, y'all celebrating a year. And then Fred... Uh, did the same thing um, this past week, man, and we celebrated our second year of the sports days, man. So real quick, Black, two years, man. How you feeling, man, about the sports days? Yeah, man, it's, it's, a, it's, a it's a blessing to be a part of something special, special here at the sports days, man, especially sitting next to my brother. You know, something that we y'all already know what we love to do, talk about sports, man, and give it to y'all and just, just be ourselves behind these mics, man, and put it out for the world to hear, man, for our listeners. So we appreciate all the love, man, and all everything that y'all do to support us, man. It, it really means a lot. I can remember when my man's called me and asked me to be a part of this, man. It was one of the best, one of the best calls that me and him have had, man, to be a <laughs> part of something so great. And uh, it's only up from here, man. It's only sure. up, man. We're sure. gonna, we gonna have one of the, one of the best sports shows on the planet and we already and do. that's to do yeah so uh i'm excited man about i'm excited for what's to come and just for reduce lunch as a whole i'm excited 
Absolutely, man. Shout out to Reduce Lunch. Shout out to Fred uh, for the idea, like really putting it out in the air. Shout out to Black for coming through, you know, saying no doubt he'll be a part of it, man. So these two years have been fun. We look forward to this weekly. We've grown since the first episode of Black. I actually went back and listened to our first episode together. And um, it's just light years, man. It's just light years difference between Ooh, basically it's episode number two because the first episode was like a pilot with just me and Fred. Yeah. And then and y'all called there. me. Yeah, and y'all and called me. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. Yeah, it was it. Yeah. I can, I, I've listened to it uh, myself. Uh, not okay. recently, but I've listened to it. Uh, but man, I was just so raw and so fresh. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I've come a long way, you know, with the help of a friend and my man sitting across from me, man. I, I, I've grown a whole lot, man, sitting behind this mic and I really appreciate them guys for it. Yeah, man. So y'all keep rocking with us, man. We are 80 episodes in. It's been a great time. Catch all the episodes on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, man. Y'all, y'all rock with us, man. And, uh, hopefully this won't be the last time y'all hear from us this week. Uh, and we'll be giving you a special edition uh, Hopefully in 24 hours We'll see how it goes But yeah man we're going to go ahead and get out of here You guys stay safe Everybody be cool And uh, yeah we'll get with y'all next time <laughs> How about them cowboys Okay Okay. Thank you. You have to the camera. Yeah. Just yeah. Like camera. <laughs> this is all for it. How about that, Dak Prescott? Help. Interrupt the rock, and you two jabronis don't even have enough class to introduce yourself. What is your name? Detective it doesn't matter what your name is. Los Angeles, home of the greatest franchise in sports, the LA Lakers, and the home of the greatest athlete in the world today, LeBron James, the King. LeBron James. LeBron James.